0: Go ahead and turn with me in the scriptures to verses that we had looked at last time I was with you in 2 Timothy, the first chapter, 2 Timothy 1, 2 Timothy 1 verse 12, he said for the which cause I suffer these things, and he's talking about persecution, Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him against that day. We are on our, uh, what about our fourth part of talking about the Lord, our keeper, yeah, mm-hmm. the Lord who keeps us. Yes. Anybody interested in this? Yeah. Yeah. Well if you're planning on making it very far it'll be because the Lord kept you. That's right. And if you make it all the way to a long life and what we we're, we're just praying about just now you find your God ordained purpose and place and you arrive to the full place and you fulfill it and you finish it. It'll be because the Lord kept you. Day in day out but notice here that it's not all up to him, which is the case with thing after thing after thing. There's a God part and there's a man part. We can't do his part and he won't do our part. That's right. That is actually a prayer that many people pray that God can't answer. And many of us have done it. Probably most of us have done it. What do you mean, Brother Keith? Asking him to do what he told us to do, he can't answer that prayer. He'd have to change what he said, Uh -uh. what he told us, and and he's not going to do that. Besides that, it it'd be bad for us; it'd hurt us. If he told you to do something, no matter how much you beg him to do it, (laughs) he can't answer that prayer. Let me give you an example. The scripture said, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. That's right. Is that right? Resist the devil. Who's the understood subject? You. Resist the devil. Many Christians are asking God to make the devil quit. Aren't they? Yes, they are. Pleading with God, make the devil stop. Make the devil stop. Make the devil stop. No, he told us. Did I lose somebody? He told us to resist the devil. So unless we do what he told us to do, and that's why you don't need to be ignorant of the Scriptures. How many think you need to have your nose in the Word of God all the time, just on a regular basis? The Scripture said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Well, here we're told what God is able to keep. Can you see it? What's he able to keep? What we have committed to him. The Young's literal says, I've been persuaded he's able that which I've committed to him to guard to that day. The BBE says, I'm certain he's able to keep that which I have given into his care until this day. So unless we put it into his care... Unless we commit it to Him, He doesn't have it to keep. And it's obvious that God is not keeping everything and everybody. Some people will try to tell you that everything that's happening is the will of God, but it's not true. People will try to tell you that everything is going to work out for everybody's good. It's not true. That scripture is referring to a very specific group of people God causes everything to work out together for the good of them who love him. Does everybody love him? No. And Jesus amplifies that in John 14. If you love him, you will do what he says. If you don't do what he says, you don't love him. I'm quoting Jesus. So, it's people who love him and do what he says, he's able to... To cause things to work out for their good. Not the entire population of the planet. Now uh, Luke 13 we saw this. And I want us to go over it again. We've gone over it two or three times. But uh, it's not that these things are hard to understand. It's that the enemy tries to block it. and, And keep you from getting it. But if you'll be committed and be repetitious about it. You'll get it. Hmm? Because the Spirit of God will help you to get it. And it might be the third time or the 19th time. But you just got to make up your mind, I'm staying on this. How will you know when you get it? You won't have to ask anybody. You won't have to look at your neighbor and go, did I get that? No. You'll go, I see that. I see that. I see that. It'll go off in you. There will be a quickening. Life. Light brings life. The entrance of his word gives light. In Luke 13, 1, there were present at that season some that told Jesus of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering and said, suppose ye, do you think that these Galileans were sinners above all Galileans because they suffered such things? Now if this had been today, This would have been on CNN and Fox News and ABC and NBC. This terrible thing that this leader did. Because, of course, in in those days, kings and, and even those under them had absolute authority. And for some reason, these people came to sacrifice in the temple and they're sacrificing the animals. And he sent soldiers and sacrificed the people like they were doing the animals. He slaughtered them all there. Well, everybody around there knew that. And Jesus brought it up. And he said, do you think those people were sinners worse than everybody around here because that happened to them? He's asking them a question. Which is dealing with the issue, why do bad things happen to good people? Because here are people that at the very least are being religious, right? They're at the temple. They're endeavoring to offer sacrifices, which back then was all you could do. And yet this happened to them. He answers the question, verse 3, I tell you, nay. So the answer to the question is no. They were not worse people. The bad thing didn't happen to them instead of these other people, because they were worse people. Except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Now this is revelation. When people say, why did this happen to me? Or why did that happen to them? You're asking the wrong question. That's why you'll be confused and disturbed from now on. If you just fixate on that. And a whole lot of people, you know, people try to explain it. Preachers try to explain it. And say, well, you know, we just don't understand God's mysterious ways. Why he would have your loved one killed in that car wreck. But you're going to find out that it was for the greater good. No, 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 no. Killing, stealing, destroying is not the work of God. That's right. According to Jesus, he said, the thief comes and steals and kills and destroys. Is God the thief? No. Is the father the thief? No. No. We need to reject, and I mean completely reject, these ungodly, counter to biblical beliefs that are held by millions of Christians all around us. God stole your baby with that disease because he needed another angel in the choir. That's people who don't understand God or the Word trying to explain something they don't have an answer for. But here's the revelation Jesus lets us know you're asking the wrong question. It's not why did this bad thing happen. He said, if you don't repent, and I'm, I'm going to uh, expand that a little bit. If you don't repent and give me an opportunity to protect you, yeah. mm-hmm. any of you could perish like that at any time. Because awesome. yeah, right. this world is a cursed place. Yeah, that's right. It's full of death. Yeah. Yeah. There are 10,000 ways you could die today. Before the sun goes down. And there will be hundreds of thousands. Scores of thousands of people. Who leave this planet today. In the next 24 hours. Some 155,000 I think. And a lot of them will go. Early. Mm -hmm, They'll go young. They'll go through crime. Accidents. Other things. And this is not the perfect will of God. It's not the goodness of God and the plan of God. It's not why did something bad happen. The devil is currently the God of this world. Did you know this? 2 yes. Corinthians 4.4. He is the God of this world. He's ruling it through ungodly people and evil influences. And that's why you see the death, the crime the cruelty, all of this going on. And unless you're kept (laughs) by the Lord, you could be taken out by any of these things anytime. Do you see what we're talking about, saints? Why'd this bad thing happen? I don't understand. Why'd God let this happen? And people even say it worse. I don't understand. Why'd God do this to me? You're asking the wrong questions. You're just thinking wrong. If you really want to know an answer you say why wasn't the Lord able to keep me? What hindered the Lord from protecting me? I need to know it so I can repent and change and get his full protection in my life. Because we won't make it out the day without it. Is this okay or not? I know it's not traditional thinking, but it happens to be the words of Jesus. Come on, are y'all with me or not? Read the rest of it, because he he brings it up again. He says, verse 4, those 18 upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them. Now, we would call this just a random accident. These people were out there at the tower of Siloam. I don't know what they were doing. Doesn't mean they were doing anything wrong or bad. You'd say they were at the wrong place at the wrong time. When that building finally decided to crack and fall down, they happened to be right there around it, and it fell on them and killed them, 18 of them. And you'll see people get mad at God and rail because that that's somebody's son, that's somebody's daughter, that's somebody's husband, right? That's somebody's family. God, why would you do that? Why would you let that happen? Why would you do that to me? And people come up with all these ideas. Let's listen to the words of Jesus. He said, do you think that they were sinners, worse people, above other people that lived in Jerusalem because it happened to them? What do you say? Verse 5, I tell you, no. 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 In other words, answer to that is no, quit thinking that, quit looking at that, quit asking that. Here's what you need to focus on. Except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Now that sounds almost foreign to people. Repent? What's that got to do with anything? Apparently a whole lot, right? Let's, let's let Jesus renew our mind. And you got a whole group of people today saying we don't need to repent. Boy, that's dangerous. That is dangerous. (laughs) Repent means change. Change what you're believing. Change what you're thinking. Change what you're doing. Change. You change from here. it's, It's like a 180. You change from this to this. And if the enemy is able to get to us. Whether it's an attack, whether it's something else, don't be a fool and get mad at God. That is being a fool. He's your help. You cut him off, you get mad at him, you're done. <laughs> it's over. You're not coming up in that. And when you look around, like we've already talked about, the curse is in the earth. I mean, there are animals and plants that are getting sick and getting destroyed. What did they do to deserve that? Nothing. It's because it's in the earth and it's everywhere. And we shouldn't be shocked when something bad happens or something stealing and killing and destroying. The earth is full of the curse. And controlled primarily by the devil and his crowd. So, death, cruelty, curse is everywhere. But, even though we're in the world, we're a different bunch. Is that right? And our God, whom we serve, is able to keep what we have committed to Him, and He can keep it all away from here. Until that day, through our entire life, every Monday through Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, every morning, noon, and night, we can say, God is keeping me. God is keeping me. (laughs) He blessed me, and he kept me from all harm. Glory to God. But we have a part to play in this. It's not just all up to him. Mm -hmm. Now notice with me. In uh, Job. Go to Job. The first chapter. And let's begin talking this morning. About the hedge. (laughs) Anybody want to talk about. The hedge. The hedge. The hedge. (laughs) Job chapter 1. Can any good thing come out of Job? You better believe it. (laughs) You better believe it. Job chapter 1. Man, this is so big. I know we can't get it all today, but you're believing with us to get the right thing, right? Lay the foundation so we can take whatever steps we need to after this. In Job 1... Let's begin reading in 1.1. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. That man was perfect. Now, that word perfect doesn't mean mistake free. He, he's, his heart, it has to do with your heart. The Bible said that the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro. The Lord is looking for those whose heart is perfect towards him. You can do a lot of dumb stuff in your head and your heart be perfect. On the other hand, you can do stuff that's exactly technically right, but your heart not be right. And with God, it's always about the heart. He's always looking at the heart. He's one that feared God and eschewed evil. There were born to him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she-asses, a very great household. This so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. He was by today's standard a multi-billionaire. By today's standard. Bad place to get quiet. Anybody read this story before? There's about to be some issues with the enemy. Is that right? You know one of the reasons why? The devil hates a man of God or a woman of God. But if there's anything he hates worse than that, it's a rich. (laughs) Man or woman of God because in this world rich is influence and rich is ability. You can use that ability for evil Or you can use it for good. Keep reading. His sons went and feasted in their houses every one his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of their feasting were gone about, Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Now keep this in mind because we're going to see that this is very significant. It said, thus did Job, what? Continue. He didn't just do this a time or two. He did this all the time. He did what? He said, ah, ain't no telling what they have done over there. In these get-togethers they're having, They may have blasphemed, cursed God, so he's offering sacrifice. He is in this frame of mind and mode continually. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan, or the Hebrews, literally the adversary, came also among them. Now, another of the devil's names is Destroyer. Mm -hmm. If you read in Revelation, he's called Apollyon. And that means the destroyer. And he goes about seeking whom he may devour or destroy. Jesus said the thief comes not but for it to steal, kill, and to destroy. So what's the devil always wanting to do? What's he want to do with you? Destroy you. What's he want to do with me? When does he want to do it? Every day of the week. I know that's not a nice thought, but it's the truth. Well, how come we haven't already been completely destroyed? Because the Lord has been able to keep us, right? We've had some issues where there were some things stolen and, and killed and destroyed, but not everything. We're still here. Come on, can you see that? And the areas where it it was some loss or destruction or or, or theft, is it God's fault? He's not willing that any should perish. So the question is, not God, why did you do that? Not God, why did you let that happen? The truth is, we'd have already been gone long ago if the Lord hadn't kept us. Come on, I don't even have to explain to you the truth of that. How many different things you were that close to being out of here. And you're still here. And that's just the stuff you know about. And you'll see the enemy is trying to get to Job. To do what? Destroy him. And you'll see the Lord is limiting him. And limiting him. And limiting him. You might say, "Well, why did he allow some of it in the first place?" Whatever you bind will be bound; whatever you loose will be loosed. So much more of it is up to us, and and we're involved in it than what people have thought. And the enemy in verse (laughs) seven—Are we brave to wave off, wade off into Job, or what? So there, I said, we, you and me both. So there was a day when the sons of God came, Satan was there. And the Lord said to Satan, where do you come from? And Satan said to the Lord, I, from going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. Sounds just like the New Testament. He, Like a roaring lion. He goes about what? Seeking. To and fro. Seeking what? What's he doing right now? He wants to destroy God's people, especially the ones who stand out, especially the ones that might influence other people to God. He wants to destroy them. He hates us because God loves us. And we have what he can never have we're family. We're God's forever family. I mean, if we if we mess up everything, if we fail to receive our healing, we fail to get our bills paid, we do dumb stuff, but we hold on to the Lord and we die wrong and we die young. We're saved. Is that right? Our name is in the Lamb's book of life. Is that right? We can't lose for winning. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Have you been born again? Yeah. Is your name in the last book of life? Yes. Jesus said, that's what you rejoice over. Yeah. That's what you get happy about. Right. More than anything else. Yes, sir. Because that is our security. Yeah. So the enemy is going up and down in the earth. And... Uh, He said, have you considered my servant, Job, but there is none like him in the earth? A perfect and upright man, one that fears God and eschewed evil. And a lot of people read that and go, why did he bring him up? Why did he bring him up? That's not what the Hebrew literally says. If you even look at your margin, it says, the Lord said to Satan, have you set your heart on? The Lord's not your problem. The Lord's not causing you any problems. Never has, never will. He just knows what the enemy's up to. He's just ahead of him. He said, uh, Have you set your sight on my servant Job? You got your eye on him. That's literally what the margin of my Bible says that the Hebrew, right? Have you set your heart on? That there's none like him in the earth? Perfect, upright man? One that fears God and eschews evil. And here you see the accuser of the brethren in action. And he still does this today. Revelation. That's the end of the New Testament. It's still talking about him as the accuser of the brethren. Why? Not just because he wants to call you a name. This is like a courtroom. These issues are legal. Mm -hmm. He's trying to build a case against you, like a prosecuting attorney. He wants to get judgment against you so he can get access to you. Did you hear this? He wants to get you judged so he can get to you, access to you. If he can get access to you, what's he going to do? He's going to steal. He's going to kill. He's going to destroy. But now this should be good news to you because he can't just come in, steal, kill, and destroy. Is that right? right. He's got to get access to you. And that's what's happening right here. Did he have his eye on Job? You better believe it. He hates him. He's been after him. And so then he starts trying to build this case. Does Job fear God for nothing? I'm going to make you mad. Yep. He's going to get his. Have you not what? Made a hedge. God used to be in the hedge business. <laughs> of course, he never changes. Is that right? He is the Lord. He changes not. So what does that mean? He's still in the hedge business. He said, have you not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has? That's his stuff. And you've blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. Him, his family, his people, his employees... His livestock, his buildings, can you see this, are all protected by God. There is a protective barrier around him. You see this when God brought the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. He put a barrier way before Star Trek. Or Star Wars or any of that. God had force fields. Force fields. And they were so real. That disease would come sweeping through Egypt. And it would get to basically what we'd call the state line. There, There's nothing there. There's no wall. There's nothing there. But it'd be like going from uh, Missouri to Arkansas. You just see a sign that says you're leaving Missouri and there's Arkansas. But the disease or the, the plague would would hit something. And it couldn't go into the land of Goshen where God's people were. Is that right or not? Have, have you read it? That's the hedge he's talking about. You could call it by a different name, but What is a hedge? It's a protective barrier made out of the power of God. It is a God field, God force field, God power field. And the devil has cased this where Job was concerned. He's been around it and he's checked it. Kind of like an electric fence, you know, and he's for weak places and bad places. And I guess he got shocked several times and he thought, <laughs> and he cannot do what he wants to do. Can you see this, Frank? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He can't do what he, he, he hates Job. He hates his influence because Job, you know, even today, you know, what what was that? commercial I had years ago when so-and-so talks. People listen. E.F. Hutton. Right. Young people are going, huh, what? But uh, he, he couldn't get access. So what's he trying to do now? He's trying to build a case against Job. To get Job judged to turn the power off of the force field so he can get to him. Can the hedge be removed? Yes it can. Can the hedge be removed? Listen to uh, the scripture in Psalm 80 verse 12. Psalm 80:12 says, Why have you broken down her hedges so that all they which pass by do pluck her. The boar out of the wood doth waste it, and the wild beast of the field does devour it. It's not God destroying. If the protection is removed, all this is ready to destroy. That was the only thing that was keeping you from being destroyed. And yet people are blaming it on God. Well, yeah, but he's the one that removed it. Is he now? No. <laughs> Is he? Do no. we have anything to do with it? What do you, yes. even before we go further? What do you think? Yes. In uh, Psalm 89:40, Psalm 89:40 says, "You've broken down all his hedges, you've brought his strongholds to ruin, and all that pass by the way spoil him." Without the hedge. We're vulnerable. Without his protective power, we're exposed. We're not under the shadow of his wings. Isaiah 5.5 says this. I'm just giving you a few. You'll see this all through the word of God. Isaiah 5.5, the Lord said, go to now, I'll tell you what I'll do with my vineyard. And he had just got through, go back and read it when you got the time, or make time. It, uh, He's describing how he did everything in the world for his people, and yet they rejected him and rejected his words. Well, when you push God away, you also push away his protection, which is a very serious matter where a nation is concerned. Isn't it? I, you know, We've had some issues. We've had some attacks. We've had some problems. But I'm convinced nothing like what it could have been. That's right. Well, why'd we have that? It shouldn't be shocking when you tell God, we don't want you in our school. We don't want you in the government. We don't want you in our university. We don't even want to talk about you and acknowledge that you exist unless we need help. And then please protect us. Yeah. No, when you pushed him away, you pushed away your hedge. But there's enough of us still here. <laughs> we love him. We want him. He's in our stuff, right? And with him and what we commit to him. And we pray in many churches like us, we pray for our country regularly. And our nation, our leaders and God has spared us. No telling what he spared us from. Without a question. Had it not been for him there'd be another flag flying over us. If we were here we'd be speaking another language. Who knows? But he's kept us. Hallelujah. And the more we commit to him he's able to keep. And if we commit it all to him how I many that's the smart thing, right? Like committed all to Him, He can keep it all. Amen. Glory to God. Well, we can't control everybody and everything, but you sure can control your own self and your, right. your own life. Is that right? Your own immediate family? And. Yes, 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 yes. Isaiah 5:5, 5, 5, He said, well, I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up. And break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. Without the hedge, it's easy pickings for the devourer. And here it talks about, you know, wild animals and that kind of thing. And of course, the devil's compared to a roaring lion going about seeking to devour. Now, uh, without going into further detail in the book of Job, perhaps we'll come back to that at another time. But go with me, please, to the book of, let's see, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. Now, here is the principle. And this is something I saw today clearer than I had seen, well, actually last night about 2 o'clock. Clearer than I've seen before. In 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, is this New Testament? Yeah. 1 Corinthians 11, did I, did I say 10? I should have said 10 first. This all goes together. Part of it is in 11. But go to 10, verse 6, he, he's talking about what happened to Israel in the wilderness, through the Red Sea, and all these other things, coming into the promised land. These things were our examples. Should we learn anything from the Old Testament? Do not neglect your Old Testament. You say, well, that's not written to me. It's written for you. And everything that happened to them is a real life example for what to do and what not to do, even though the covenant is different. The devil's the same. A lot of stuff he's doing is the same. Of course, God hadn't changed. And what happened in those scenarios and situations are examples for us to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they lusted. Neither be idolaters as some of them were, as it's written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them did committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen to them for examples or examples and they're written for our admonition upon whom the end of the world are come. Wherefore let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. There's no temptation taken you but such as is common to man but God is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not suffer. He will not allow you to be tempted above that you're able but will with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. No matter what the enemy might try to do. Is there a way out? Yes. There is. But back up and look at verse 9 and 10. Don't tempt Christ as some of them also tempted. And were destroyed of serpents. Verse 10. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured. And were destroyed of the destroyer. How do you tempt Christ and what is murmuring is it true that murmuring got them destroyed is it true or not does it apply to us at all does it mean anything he said this is an example that we need to be made aware of even though the covenant is different the principles are the same this is something I know most of the church world is not aware of. Complaining will get you destroyed. Whew. You think most people believe that? Not at all. Why? Complaining, murmuring, also could be translated grumbling. Grumbling, murmuring, griping, complaining. All the same thing. And what I saw today, early this morning, that I had not seen so clearly. What did Job do continually? I hadn't seen this like this before. I saw it. Oh, they're having another party. Ah. Ain't no telling what they are doing, what they are into. Can you see this? Innocent. The enemy was able to make a case out of it to get access to it. Because it's coupled to fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And fear is a law. Mm-hmm. He said, What I greatly feared has come on me. Fear is the opposite of faith. Faith is trust. You cannot complain in faith. <laughs> I wrote that down at two thirty this morning. You cannot complain. In faith. Have you ever complained? I don't even need you to answer. (laughs) But do most people think it's no big deal? They think, well, you know. What is that? What is that going on right there? Murmuring. Murmuring. And it has the spiritual force. To remove your hedge. We need to be educated about spiritual things. Spiritual things haven't been real to us. Like they should be. People think they can say anything they want to say. And express all kind of bad feelings and emotions. And it doesn't mean a thing. It won't bother anything. It won't hurt anything. Am I reading New Testament? where he said, do not murmur like they murmured because they got destroyed of the destroyer. See you can pray a good prayer. you can get out in the floor, you can or sit at your seat, you can find 12 good scriptures to pray over your kids, pray over your finances, pray over your body, pray in the spirit, Thank God for it, and 30 minutes later, undo it all, undo it all with your mouth. Right. Something come up, your kid did something dumb. Yeah. Something come up, you got another bill. Something come up, you got a symptom, you got a pain, and you you go into murmuring mode. Mm-hmm. Ah, tired of fooling with this all the time. If it's not one thing, it's something else. And, and but but see that that tone. Is not innocent. You know what God hears? You know what God hears? He hears your heart. Yes, You know what He hears? They don't trust me. They don't trust me. They don't believe in me. They're not expecting anything good. They don't trust me. God, where are you? Why well, I'm praying, and praying, and praying, I'm believing. No, you're not believing. You're not believing. If you're believing, you wouldn't be complaining. Doubt despairs, complains, and is sad. Faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. If you're upset because God's not meeting your needs... Do you believe he's meeting your needs? No. Can't. If you believe he's meeting your needs, you can't be upset that he's not meeting your needs. That's not overly complicated. Help me out now. If you're upset because God hasn't healed you, are you believing that he has? No. You can't complain in faith. Impossible. Whatever you're complaining about, you're not in faith in, or I'm not in faith in. God, everything's so expensive. Everything's so high. It just takes so much, and I work, and we have so little, and it takes so much, and it's just, I'm just fed up with it. And these politicians, I'm sick of with it. And what they don't do, and what they don't do, you, you know what the devil here? He's smiling because he hears. Tree! Do you know what that was? Hedge. That was your hedge coming down. And he's sharpening his knife, going, say it some more. Come on, yeah. It's bad out here. It's bad out here. <laughs> I had not seen it as clearly with Job. As this began to unfold, what Job was full of. Really came out. Now this doesn't mean he wasn't a good man. He was a good man. But can good people be negative? Yes. <laughs> don't don't look to your left or to your, to your right. <laughs> Just yes. Yes. But is it serious? Is it far more serious than most Christians have ever imagined? It is far more serious. They were destroyed of the destroyer because they murmured. They complained. They grumbled. They griped. Most church-going people don't even believe that. They'd go, what? We all grumble sometimes. I mean, all of us have bad days and weak days. What are you doing right now? (laughs) You do that enough and you do it from the heart and you do it as a lifestyle, you will forfeit your protection, and expose yourself to attack by the enemy. Dangerous, very dangerous. As this began to happen, as the hedge was removed, I mean, you talk about problems, supernatural. The same day, somebody came and said, your flocks have been stolen. And before they got through talking, somebody came and said, the, the house fell on your kids. So I mean, back to back, same day, it's obvious. That this is not natural. Why? Why'd the devil do it then? He's been wanting to do it for years. But he couldn't. Couldn't get to it. But now, as soon as he can, man, he's taking him out. Why? That hedge might go up again. Yes. That hedge might go back up at any time. He better do it while he can. And listen to what Job says in Job 3. Job 3, verse 1. After this, opened Job his mouth and did what? Cursed his day. Now, the enemy's saying he's going to curse God. He's not doing that. But listen. Job spoke and said, let the day perish wherein I was born. And the night when it was said, there's a man child been conceived. Let that day be darkness. Let not God regard it from above. Let not the light shine on it. Let darkness and shadow of death stain it. Let a cloud dwell on it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. What's he doing? What's he doing? Is this positive? No. Is this faith? Is he complaining? He's hurting. Now, I'm not judging him, but you can see why the hedge is gone. Come on, can you see this or not? Verse 6. As that night, let darkness seize on it. Let not it be joined to the days of the year. Let it not come into the number of months. Let that night be solitary. No joyful voice come in. Let them curse it that curse the day that are ready to raise up the morning. Let the stars of twilight be dark. Let it, not, let it look for light, but have none. Let it see the dawning of the day. Because it shut not up the doors of my mother's womb. Or hid sorrow from my eyes. Basically he's being eloquent about saying. I wish I had never been born. Is that murmuring? Yes. It is. It's murmuring. And his hedge is gone. Verse 11. This is, this is a common word used in murmuring. Why? Why did not I die? From the womb. Why didn't I die when I came out. When I was born. Why. Why did the knees prevent me. Why the breast that I should suck. Why shouldn't I have died when I was nursing. For then I would have lain still. And been quiet. I would have slept. Then I would have been at rest. Why. Verse 20. Wherefore. Or why is light given to him that's in misery. And to him that's bitter in soul. Verse 23. Why is light given to a man whose way is hid. Verse 25, for the thing which I greatly feared is come on me, and that which I was afraid of is come to me. How did his hedge get removed? Did he have anything to do with it? Well, you got New Testament scripture that tells us, warns us, do not murmur like they did, because it caused them to get destroyed. Of the destroyer. Murmuring is not innocent. It's not a nothing thing. You can't be in faith about a thing and be grumbling and complaining and murmuring about that thing. And if we persist in doing it, we can forfeit our own divine protection. And without his protection, how long did it take the devil to come in and just start wiping him out? I mean, it's not that It's crazy that something bad might happen on this planet. Terrible things are happening all around us. That's the wrong question to ask. And it's not why God do it to me. He's not the problem. Never has been the problem. Can you see what the Lord did though? Even when the enemy was able to get a judgment against him because of what he was doing, he said, Well, all right, but you can't touch this. Can you see that? And then all right, but you can't touch this. Can you see that? It's not that God is trying to get it. He's saying, this is as far as you can go. No, okay, but this is as far as you can go. And what's he wanting to do? I mean, if you read the rest of it, there are 40 chapters of pain and strain and woe is me. Right? And you know what had to happen in the end? Job had to repent. What's Jesus' solution? If you want to be protected. Huh? He said unless you Repent. repent. You'll all likewise perish. God's not willing that any should perish. But that all should repent. What? Murmuring. Fear and unbelief. Among other things. Can get your protection removed. Repentance. Can get it restored. If the wall can be brought down it can be put back up is that right whatever was keeping it up to start with can be reenacted and you read the end of the book chapter 42 what happened what happened Job said I'm going to paraphrase he said I have said a bunch of dumb stuff <laughs> I truly have but I repent I, you hear those words I repent in dust and ashes I repent and he even prayed for his friends that had made him really mad <laughs> and said a bunch of bad stuff about him and the rest of the verse says God changed and restored him and healed him and gave him twice as much, he was a billionaire before this started gave somebody poor old Job, he had eight months of rough stuff he had a bad year But he repented and he got his protection back. Oh, come on. Can you see it? Can you see it? And according to 1 Corinthians 10, if we're smart, we will learn from what happened. Is that right? Because these things are examples for us and we will cut off the griping and complaining and murmuring today. We will say, that is it. That is it. I am not going to give place to. To the enemy in my life, I'm not going to cut off my protection and remove the hedge. I'm going to talk faith and only faith. And faith rejoices. Faith, no matter how it feels, faith gives thanks. Faith is glad, and faith does not gripe. It does not never. Oh, you'll be tempted too. You may there'll be times you'll have to bite your lip. You're about to say some dumb and bad stuff. You better go. Mmm, mmm, mmm. What's wrong with you? I just, I just can't talk right now. Mmm, <laughs> mmm. Because your flesh is wanting to gripe. Oh, it wants it. Soul wants to bellyache and grumble and blame and. And the reason your flesh wants to do it so much. It's a supernatural thing. It's because evil influences are pushing you, pushing you, pushing you. Gripe, 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 gripe. Mm-hmm. Talk bad about them. I judge them. Cuss them. They need good cussing. <laughs> 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 You're laughing, but have you ever felt pressure? You ever felt pressure? It just keeps coming, just keeps yeah. coming. About Talk bad about it. Talk bad. Why? Because that's the only way the devil can get to you. If he can't get you to do that, get you to remove the hedge. He can't get to you. Let's keep him on the outside. I said, let's keep him on the outside, looking in, wanting to get in. Trying to get in yes. and you can stay out there in the safe place in the high tower, yes. going, na, na 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 you can't get me. Amen. You must oh I don't want to do that on antagonizing. Look, you might as well do it. Because if he can get you, he will get you. It's not because you play nice. Yes. And it's true. If we'll stay tight with God and close to him. Obey him. Stay in faith and trust him. Order our mouth aright. Then uh, he can keep us day after day after day. And though a thousand fall at one side and ten thousand at the other, it won't come nigh me. No plague will come near my. Not because you're so perfect. It's because you believed what he said and you got a hold of your mouth. Come on, y'all listening. And you're agreeing with him. Stand on your feet, everybody. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Let's lift our hands. Let's lift our voices. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, Father, we thank you Pray this prayer out loud, say, Father God, Father God, I believe your word. I believe your word. It is absolutely true. It is absolutely true. I, repent I repent for any complaining, for any, complaining any grumbling, any grumbling and, I choose and I choose not to do, that not to, do that, not to live like that, not to live like that. And I hold fast, I hold fast to, you. to you. I cling to your unchanging hand, your unchanging hand. And, I and I confess you are well able, you are well able to, keep to keep me in this evil world, in this evil world. And, I and I commit all that I am all that I and am. All, that I all that I have under your hand, under your hand. for safe keeping and, and I confess there is a hedge, there is a hedge. round about me round And all mine mine, that the devil cannot penetrate. penetrate, No weapon weapon, formed against us us, shall shall prosper. prosper, And nothing nothing will harm us us, by any means means, in Jesus' name. name. Hallelujah. 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 This ministry has been brought to you today